All right, welcome back to the Impact Series podcast. This is the part two of a session we had with Jessica Paris Afuru, one of the foremost YouTubers from Ghana who recently crossed the 1 million subscriber mark. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, she made it. And she's still here sharing with us how she got there and how we can also capitalize on the opportunity on the digital platforms to make it big on our own. So stick and stay. There's a lot to learn. As usual, don't forget to subscribe to the channel so that every time new episodes come up, you get notified and you can follow the story. Okay, I was going to say, let me just add here. Um, I don't I, I don't know whether I should show you this physically, but if I told you that I have one video on YouTube that has made me $21,000 and has brought me over 120,000 subscribers, would you believe it? I actually do have that video. And indeed, I have several videos that, have almost generated the same amount of money. And that's one video. The video is less than 10 minutes long. So <laughs> let me just paint that picture for you. <laughs> Charlie, I, I just put a comment in there that uh, Dr. Nemejaimi Nyebiu. Oh, you see, here's the interesting thing. I mean, because there are, there are medical doctors today who are on YouTube making a killing like they quit their yeah. job. Like I follow yeah. this guy, yeah. it's called um, Ali Abdal. He used to be a medical doctor practicing. He quit and he's a full-time YouTuber now. Um, I was watching a video of his where he talked about how over the last year he had earned $2.5 million and that he was disappointed because his target for the year was 5 million. This was last year. I was in my head, I was like, me, I just want half of that or cut that, you know, like people are really raking in money and it's, it's not even funny. <laughs> it's not even funny. And, and, and I, I do, I do. I mean, I, I do believe it. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but before you, before you actually left city, we, we had a chance engagement up on the mountain. I think uh, when, when you, when you guys were organizing that, um, is it, um, there was this cross country um, on the mountain, Brikuso Mountain yes. to a brief. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yes, and I think you, you, were, you were testing out your drone and we had a, a brief conversation. And along the line, you actually made a comment like, Radio, I, I'm about to leave. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought you were joking and then you actually didn't leave. And I was like, damn. <laughs> yes. I mean, because to be honest, from the day my channel, when I started my channel, um, it, it got monetized three months later because you, you need to hit certain targets yeah. to get it monetized. You need a thousand subscribers and you need 4,000 watch hours. So people should have watched your content cumulatively for 4,000 hours. If you're able to get that, YouTube starts placing ads and paying you for it on the channel. Now, consistently from the day my channel got monetized, I made more than I earned at City every month. I didn't want to do any rush take any rush or you know just fast decisions and so i had to test out the theory for about a year to be sure that hmm, is this is this like a flash in the pan or is this actually income i can make and when i figured out that it was something that i could do 
I jumped for it. That's great. That's great. But I have, I do, I do have one question though. Even though you you did touch on it, I mean, I I want you to you know break it down a bit more. So in your case, you you started with YouTube and then uh, sort of leverage into the other other platforms. Um, yes. Is 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 it was it just by chance that you picked YouTube, or that was also a kind of a research thing, or what? Because I mean, most people most people in today's world would, would probably have gone through Facebook or now TikTok. Is there an advantage to where, where you start from and why do you choose YouTube? Yes, I think that YouTube is, is um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned and if I stand to be corrected, I think their platform and, and testing out video content had, has been there longer than the others. I mean, TikTok and everything literally just showed up a couple of years ago. Um, so YouTube had, as far as I was concerned, ironed out all their kinks you know i wouldn't have too many issues plus i had chanced upon a couple of content creators who talked about how much revenue they earned you know so i was like i thought you see here's the thing when you're in ghana you feel as if it's almost like you're in a bubble like you don't even know what's going on out there like people people are living their lives online and they have massive following and, and content creation is king, you know? Um, so I, I chose YouTube because I just felt like, well, if people are earning 20K, $40,000 a month on YouTube, then certainly I can do same. You just give me quota. I even wanted, I, I remember when I started, I wanted just $2,000 a month. <laughs> and my first, my first amount of money I made on the first day my channel got monetized was $25. You guys should have seen how excited I was. Hey, I was jumping all over like, hey, me, $25 online, sitting in my house. I was so excited. And that was in one day, you know, and, and obviously as, you know, um, I, I started to create more content, the numbers shot up very, very fast. Now, the, the, the beautiful thing about YouTube is, a lot of the things that you do become passive income very quickly. Because guess what? This particular video I was talking about that made me over $21,000 is a video I created a year ago. It, it currently is my most watched video on my channel. Okay. Um, it's about a year old. And from the day I created that video, every month that video makes more money for me because the thing about creating content on YouTube is once you create the video, it's there for the, for forever. I mean, unless YouTube shuts down. So if a hundred years from now, people are still watching that video, I'm still going to make money on it. So you do the work once, you put the video out, and it becomes passive through and through. Work, it's like a slave that, that, that never sleeps. It just keeps working for you. Thank you very much for that. All right, so guys, and we are at a point where if you have any question, you can just put up your hand and I'll mute your mic. I mean, for me, I'm blown away. I mean, I'm wild by what I'm hearing. I mean, there's so much opportunity out there. I mean, I don't know what we are, why we are sitting on sitting on potential right here. I mean, everybody everybody buys data every day, but how many of us are getting paid for the data we are buying? All right, so I have two people, two hands up already. Good. So let me ask Wisdom, please go ahead with your question. Wisdom, are you ready? Okay, I think I see Wisdom's questions in the uh, chat. 
So okay. if you want to, I'm more than happy to read that. Okay, so he says, uh, I follow you on YouTube and your videos are really nice and crisp, very professional. Okay, you say, one, does the influence, does that influence your following and the number of subscribers? And two, what if your budget can't afford the camera and equipment to provide such quality videos and editing? Super, super questions. I love them. So he says, the first question is, does that influence um, your following and the number of subscribers? So here's what. I went on YouTube with a mindset that I was going to be competing in internationally, right? And so from day one, even though over over time I've learned about I've I've learned I've had to learn about cinematography, about editing. I've had to learn all that. And guess what? I learned that all like all that on YouTube as well. Um, and so even though when I started, my videos weren't as crisp as they are today because obviously I'm still in a, you know, the learning process, I feel as if people just had to give me a chance by clicking on my video because maybe they liked the title of the video to come back again. And I feel as if my influence or, or the, the opportunity I had on, or the leverage that I had was the fact that I had been in the media for so long um and so obviously i'm not camera shy i knew what i was talking about so i i brought that sort of professional um skill onto youtube and so it, it was quick you know people just had to sample my content to give me another shot like oh i like her voice oh the video is nice oh what she's talking about i think it makes sense and then you'll watch another video and another video and another video. So yes, certainly how my videos look aesthetically matter. And especially at this point in my YouTube journey, because I'm competing internationally, there are other people who have relationship channels who have even more subscribers than I do. Um, so I need to make sure that the quality is at par or better than theirs. Do I think that that is what you need necessarily to win? No. I do think what you need to win is to create content that people like, okay? And I was telling a friend this just two days ago that people will tolerate poor quality videos, but people will not tolerate poor sound. I'll say that again. People will tolerate poor quality videos, but they will not tolerate poor sound. How many times have you, say, watched television and um, let's say... The image was blurry. You couldn't really see much, but you could hear the discussion that was going on. And you left your television on because you were just waiting for the image to clear so you could see it better, right? As opposed to you could see the images, but your sound has gone off. What are the chances that you'll stick around and keep watching? It's, it's, it's highly reduced, right? So I'm just saying, especially, and, and, and now we have like, all these phones that take amazing videos. You don't need a professional camera to actually make or, or churn out proper looking video. You just need good lights um, or, or sit in front of a, a, a window, a huge window with your nice camera, get a phone stand, you know, but get a mic. I think if you ask me what kind of equipment you should invest in first, it's a mic so people can hear you clearly. It doesn't sound hollow, all right? Um, and that kind of thing. 
So I hope that's answered your first question. Does that influence your following number of strap? Okay. And your second was, what if your budget can't afford a camera and equipment to provide such? Yes. So like I'm saying, you can use your phone. You can use your phone. Start with what you have and where you're at. I didn't have all the gear starting out. I did have some old camcorder someone had given me, and that's how I started my YouTube channel. And I only started to invest in better gear or professional gear when the channel actually started making money. So I reinvested the money that I made back in the channel to acquire some of these things. And obviously I've been doing YouTube now almost three years. So over the years you, you add on to your stash, so to speak. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. There's another hand up. John Alassani, please go ahead with your question. John, did you hear? Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. Hi, Jess. All right. So my Hi. my question is two pronged. The first one has to do with taxation. I mean, in this wealth that you are, is there the element of taxing the money that you make? Yeah. Um, I.e., I mean, I, I don't mean the GRE and things, but it's more like a global space. Is there that element that takes a bit of your cake? And how do you manage it? The second one is, I don't know if it is the myth, but I was told that if you register your YouTube channel in a part of the world, that will, that will determine your reach and how much money you make. I don't know if that is true. So, for example, if I registered everything here in Ghana, um, there's a kind of catchment area that my content will reach as against maybe when I was in the U.S. or I get a friend to register my YouTube channel from the States, it gives me a different kind of reach. Thank you very much. These are my two questions. Hmm. All right, great questions. Um, I'll start with the last one. So that's not true. <laughs> that's actually not true. Um, because when I started my YouTube channel, I actually was in Ghana 247, you know, and I still managed to, in fact, if, let me surprise you here. 30% of my audience is actually in the U.S. 30%. The next, <laughs> the next um, country that I get most views from is Nigeria. After that is South Africa, followed by Kenya. Let me tell you this. I get only 9% of my audience views from Ghana. <laughs> I don't know if that would surprise anybody, but I'm just saying that it is possible to still have a channel that's registered in Ghana um, breakthrough, right? Um, and I also know this for a fact because I go in and out of Ghana a lot. I'm in the U.S. most of the time because I have family there as well. Um, when I'm in the U.S., it, it doesn't, nothing changes, basically. It's still the same cost per mil that they pay me for a thousand views, etc. Of course, it fluctuates every now and again, depending on the season. Christmas time, um, a lot more people tend to advertise. So you see the CPM shoot up a bit. At this time of the year, it's probably the lowest CPM you'll get. But I'm just saying, to answer your question, that is not true. It doesn't matter where you register your channel. Um, you talked about taxation. So this is how it works. Let's say at the end of the month, you make $2,000 on YouTube, right? It means that technically you made a little under $4,000. YouTube takes 45% of the income that you make. 
Uh, so, I mean, 45% is high, but think about it. It's that or nothing. Would you rather earn zero or make a lot of money and let them take 45? Now, that's not where it ends. After that, if you have any views coming from the U.S., the U.S. government taxes you 30% of the views um, that you earn or the advertising that you earn from the U.S. So they take that money out before it hits your account. So you could easily see, let's say, $2,000 at the end of the month on your YouTube channel when you go to your analytics, but maybe only 1700 will hit your account. And that's because the U.S. government has taken out 30%. The countries that are paying less in terms of tax, I mean, to the U.S. government. But Ghana, unfortunately, doesn't have a treaty. Apparently, there's supposed to be a tax treaty that brings these figures down. Ghana doesn't have that treaty. So we're treated like basically we pay the maximum, which is 30%. Um, All yeah. right. Thank you very much. There are a few, a few questions in the Thank in you the very chat much. Box. Thank you. Let me, let me quickly um, read them out. So somebody wants to know, um, are there any opportunities to work directly with, with you as a trainee? What does it take if there's any such opportunity? Yeah, unfortunately not, but it's, it's simply because I move around a lot. I'm not in one place um, these days. And so I, I don't, I'm not even sure how that's going to work. It'll take a lot of technical things. Plus, um, the way I create my content is it's pretty much fast. It's always on the move. Um, so I'm not sure how I'll be able to draw you in. What I will say, though, is I do have a playlist on my channel. Um, if you go to Jessica OS channel, check out the playlist. I have a playlist that says um, uh, YouTube, I think, starter videos, something like that. But I have a I'll, maybe I'll share the link later on on this platform so you guys can check it out. But basically... I have about 10 videos that I created when I first started YouTube on how to grow a YouTube channel, how to um, um, make your videos more cinematic, how to talk on camera with more confidence. I've, I've done all those videos that I think will help anybody who would like to start out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Irene wants to know, what are some budget-friendly lighting we can begin with? Ring lights ring lights you know the ring lights we all use for makeup yeah there you go just start with a ring light or better yet use natural light sit in front of a window and a nice big window and shoot yourself you don't even have to pay for that it's free just shoot during the day awesome awesome and Nilate wants to find out will your local accent influence your audience or it's content driven it is content driven largely but I feel as if the easier you are to, um, to be understood, i.e. your accent, maybe you, you have a slight edge over, the, over others because it's, it's interesting. When I'm, when I'm in the U.S. and I'm watching videos, maybe local videos um, from some of the content creators, it sounds so out of place. It sounds so out of place. But not to say, I mean, listen, Woody doesn't have, he doesn't slang. Ghana's biggest YouTuber, Wodimaya, doesn't slang. He doesn't have an accent. He's a very, he is himself. He speaks one, 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 one. And he, he has major following, like in the US and all these other places, Canada, UK. So I think, yes, maybe if, you're, if your accent isn't so thick, you have a slight edge. But at the end of the day, it is, it boils down to your content, 
right? Content is king. And what people need to learn to do is to create content people want to share and their secrets to do that. Awesome. And Jones wants to find out what's the fee charged to create, to create um, a YouTube channel? It's free. You, you're not, you don't, yeah, you don't get charged anything. You just need to have a Gmail account um, and then go sign on to YouTube. And then that's it. Basically, you create your channel. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. And Emmanuel Enchi um, has his hand up. Emmanuel, what's your question? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Kelvin and Jessica. Please, can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. Great, so I started my YouTube channel 12 days ago. I currently have 100 yeah, subscribers and around 700 views. So I was about to ask you, I think you've already touched on it, but if you can go back to just highlight on maybe um, top five tips that's going to help me to at least rise from the 700 views to and the subscribers to get monetized yeah uh okay well congratulations on starting your channel <laughs> I, I will tell you one thing emmanuel you almost look like akon i'm not sure if it's maybe my eyes but you <laughs> yeah um, i'll tell you one thing to be able to grow on youtube it really comes down to your content Okay. Yes, there's certain things that you can do to optimize your videos. All these are in my YouTube tutorial playlist. I just remember what the name of the playlist was. YouTube tutorial playlist on my channel. You can go and watch them. But it comes down to content. Like I, I said, and I don't know if you've joined this conversation from the beginning, I have one under 10-minute video that has brought me 120,000-plus subscribers. One video. What does that tell you? It means that if you're able to really truly figure out that one video that you do so well, you could literally get 100K or let's say even 5,000 subscribers overnight. On average, I have about 150,000 people visiting my channel every 48 hours. And it's been like that for months. On average, sometimes I go up to 300,000. I mean, the more people who are on your channel, the better it is for you. And, you know, keep, keep creating the content because, like I said, if, or maybe I haven't said this, but if one person discovers your channel and they like the content, they go back and watch your catalog of videos. And that's how come you'll have a video you created a year ago that will still generate money for you because they're curious about you they want to know more. Um, you've optimized your videos well. And so as soon as your video is done, another suggestion pops up. So maybe the first one is um, um, seven things women do when they genuinely love you. You're done watching that video. And before you sign off, another suggestion comes on, which says, if she loves you, she will give you these things. Right. So it's, it's almost a hook. And there are things that you do to um your your when you're, you're you're posting your videos on youtube the things the certain things that you do to optimize your videos that make all these things show so for instance something called end cards do you use them end cards um, yeah, I do. yes um, um there's also i think cards are you writing descriptions are you tagging your videos properly um you know things like that just that just make 
your videos searchable, okay? When I started my channel, one of the things I also wanted to do was to make sure that if someone ever typed anything to do with relationships on YouTube, oh, sorry, on Google, Google will, will suggest my video. And lately I've seen that happening a lot. I would be there and then I'll just see 70,000 people came on my channel in the last one hour. And I'm asking, where are they from? Google search. They typed in how to get a bigger penis. <laughs> and I had a video that says, you can increase penal length, right? <laughs> and they just rushed to my channel. So making sure that your video is properly optimized such that if someone is searching, because Google and YouTube are cousins, they're all in the same company, right? It's a search engine. If they're searching for it on YouTube and your video is good enough, Google, sorry, if they're searching for it on Google, and your video is good enough, Google will start recommending your content from, you know, from, from Google, from their website. So that's also one strategy to really, you know, um, keep things going. And, and I, I really feel like every video you create, think about this. What if this is the one that hits 1 million views? What if this is the one that represents me one day? I mean, put in your best. Every video is war. You can't, you can't be lazy about it or anything like that. Learn how to edit videos, if that's your thing. Learn how to um, present better. You know, luckily, it's video on demand. It's not a live thing. So you can, if you know how to edit, you can edit out all the ums and, hmm, I forgot, and the pauses, you know, make it. Height. <laughs> thank nice, you nice. so much. <laughs> I really thank you very much. I'm learning so much. But now I have a I have a question. But before my question, there's a Nilate has a question there. He says, "Do you always curate your content, or audience influences your playlist?" Yes, that's a super question. Um, eighty percent of the time, I create my content, but I pay attention to my audience because, like I told you before. Digital media, like YouTube gives you analytics for your channel and they're available like 24 hours after your, your video goes live. So at any point in time, you know who your audience are, you know how old they are, you know where they live, you know uh, what times they're even on YouTube. YouTube gives you all this information. So if you have this information, you should use it to your advantage, right? If you know your biggest audience are men between, let's say, the ages of 24 and 35 who live in the U.S. Question you should be asking yourself is, okay, what kind of content will men like these enjoy? You know, so use your analytics, information from your analytics to fine tune your content. That's the only way you'll begin to speak their language. Thank you very much. Now, I have a question. So, you know, when you started, you, you spoke about, uh, I mean, when you started your channel, you were talking about all sorts of um, subjects. You were talking about relationships, real estate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now my question is, when you finally decided to focus on relationships, did you go back and say, delete the videos that you had done about other subjects or you just left them there? I mean, how does that work? Like I said, you know, a lot of these videos are slaves that just keep on working. You work on them once and they stay up there. I'll tell you something interesting. Just two days ago, I got a notification from um, Google and it said that yen.com.gh, I think it is, had posted 
I've done a story about me. I mean, I've set up my YouTube such that whenever I've set up my Google such that when, whenever anyone mentions me in an article, I get a notification, right? And so Yen wrote a story saying that I spoke about mortgages, easy ways for Ghanaians to get mortgages. This was a video I did almost three years ago, but they did a story about it just two days ago. And guess what? It brought traffic back to my YouTube channel. And this was a video. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing mortgages now, but hey, it's making money. So I'm not complaining. Why delete it? Unless it's really bad and you find it embarrassing, there's no need for you to delete it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, I think we'll take one final question from Jones. So Jones, please go ahead with, with your question. Um, Jessica. Yes. Can you, can you have a YouTube channel that is geared towards a specific content or it can be multiple content? So to be honest, I found my growth my true growth, like when I, it was so obvious to me that, whoa, what's happening here? Lots of people started following me was when I, I chose a niche. And, and, and by that, I mean, when I started doing relationship videos only, what I will recommend is that, I mean, there's no scientific way to it, but I feel like go with your gut feeling. Okay. I have a friend who doesn't know what to do because she has so many topics you like to talk. I said, yeah, so talk about any of them. You know, because over time, you you will see it. You, you will realize a trend when you talk about this. It seems like people go more towards that. So give them more of what they want. You get it. So I think if you have more than one idea, yeah, go for it. Otherwise, if you don't mind and you'll rather sort of grind this, then choose one niche and stick to it. And over time, you will be known for that thing. So meaning, does it mean I have to create different YouTube channels with my name? Or I didn't, I didn't one? Well, yeah, I didn't create multiple channels. Um, it was just one where I posted different kinds of content when I first started. Oh, okay. And so you have a lot of YouTubers do same. Uh, all the big ones who started, most of them didn't start with the niches they currently find themselves in. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I think the sum the summary of this is start where you are and then let let the market sort of determine where you, where you end up <laughs> you know, because uh, what, what, what's your goal for get for starting the channel you know um, and 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 is that goal connecting with with the audience if that's if, if it works for you from day one your 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 content matches your audience then you just shoot for the skies and, and just keep going but I yeah. mean over time um, it, it looks like where you start and where you end typically would not be the same thing you know so i mean just go with the flow it's 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 pretty much digital media and and there are people there are people like you everywhere everywhere so you need to find ways of connecting with them in your own special way i mean that's what makes you unique you know so that they, they would want to hear you or listen to you and to your your point of view so charlie starts where you are i think me for me that's that's the summary i'm getting from from what jessica is, is telling us you know she i mean you start with whatever you are interested in if it catches if it catches the fire then you go with it if it doesn't catch the fire then there's the there's the thing called google analytics you can go there and then check who where where your audience what what do they enjoy and then use that to determine where you move next i'm super super excited i mean this this has been a very very i mean i dare say this has been the most impactful session for me since we started this impact impact series so i'm, I'm very excited about the thing you should you should see my notebook right now I, i'm just making notes Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, 
the information I'll put down here, I mean, I think they scare me, sir. But yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I see a question. I question over here. If you don't mind, I could answer that really quickly. I think it's from Joey. Yes, yes. Says, uh, realistically, how long before one starts making money with a channel? Well, I don't think that there is any... Um, just hang on a second. All right. I don't think that there's any uh, set time, okay? Because I have a friend whose YouTube... In fact, he introduced me to YouTube, one of my colleagues. Um, it took him about a year for his channel to get monetized. It took me three months. I, I guess it really depends, once again, on the kind of content that you do. Because then again, I also know people who posted one video and their channel got monetized. 4,000 watch hours is just about 30,000 views on your video. Really, when you think about it. So it's, it's subjective. It really depends on you know, who you are and what you're doing. Um, Wisdom is begging. He said he has one last question. <laughs> there are those who have channels made of snippets of other people's videos. Where do they learn about copyright and things not not to say on you okay the last bit is a bit some way but i think he's talking about copyrights and and how it relates to youtube videos posting other people's videos yeah um that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make um on youtube um it is to and i and i get this a lot to re-upload other people's content there's a way around it and that's how come some of these channels get away with it but there's some people who excuse me to say have no sense why? Because they will take a video that I've done. And listen, I, I mean, I wish I could show you. I, have, I get copyright notifications all the time from all over Africa because there are some channels that just download my video, re-upload it to their channel. YouTube is very big on copyright. And so if you just take my video, the minute you post it within hours, or let's say even a day, I'll get a notification that someone has uploaded my video. And all I have to do is request removal and that's it. And YouTube will give you a strike. And so um, I think it's after you get three strikes, they'll take your channel down. Right. So you need to be really careful how you use people's content. It's it's um, copyrighted, even indeed music. You know, um, people use like all sorts of artists, music. As soon as you try to upload it, YouTube will tell you maybe this music is copyrighted. And in recent times, they've introduced this thing where you share, they won't take your channel down now, but you'll share your revenue with the artist. <laughs> so um, I think if you can be original, be original. Um, it's the best way to go about it. I have had people reach out to me and say, look, Jess, we want to do a reaction video to your videos. Is that okay? And I would respond and give them the go ahead. Um, and sometimes indeed there's some videos, there's some channels who have used my content and I've gone to look at them because I always look at who used it, how much of it they used for some people it's a hundred percent. Some will say 50% where they put my content up and they're like, they just make commentary back and forth. Usually if it's less than 50, 30% of usage, I'll let it go. You know, and I actually realized that, oh, they tried to create other content around my content. But if I feel like you just took my video, 100% re-uploaded it. No, I'll, I'll let them, you know, I'll take that. I'll definitely, you know, <laughs> take my pound of flesh. So, yes, originality rewards on YouTube. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, I guess that the, the lesson here is if you're going to take, the, take YouTube seriously, you need to learn 
more about YouTube, copyright, and all those things. I mean, we can't get all the information in one day, but no, in, in actually in one hour. So I'm super, super grateful, Jessica, for, for being here with us. I mean, you can tell from the reaction and the response that everybody is excited by what you shared. And I'm sure that some people are going to, I mean, as for me, I'm already about to resign. So no, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, people are already motivated to do something because, indeed, for those of us in Ghana, we are feeling the pinch, and we definitely need the need the um, extra um, support from from all these digital channels. And so, yes, 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 yes. So, I mean, this is very, very enlightening, and I'm very, very happy about the things that I've had today. And I'm going to put them into practice. So thank you, Jessica, for being here. And thanks to everybody for also being here as well. So Jessica, I don't know if you have some final words you want to share with us before before we let yeah. you go. I would say, you know what? You don't have to be perfect. A lot of people wait until they're perfect to start something. You don't have to be. And clearly, I just told you that only 9% of my audience has actually gone in. Where did the 91% of people come from? They did not know who I was. So like, because I hear people say, oh, but you're a celebrity in Ghana. People know you have a following. YouTube has nothing to do with that. Else we'll have more Ghanaian celebrities who have more than a million subscribers. Even your biggest mention, who's the biggest musician in Ghana? Sakodie. I have more subscribers than Sakodie. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that in you, uh, like on YouTube, you don't have to be a celebrity to succeed. The average Joe's making a killing. So just press record. Post a video if you have so if if you if you're even too shy the video doesn't look great give it to your husband or your wife or your partner to post for you and say you know what I don't want to see this right um, but you have to do it just press record you'll surprise yourself I mean if I knew what I knew what I know now I'd have started a lot earlier so thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. I mean, you, but you've actually addressed one of, one of my biggest fears, which is that, I mean, I'm, I'm not well known, so how can I make it? But Charlie, it's all about the content. So we are going to do it. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm not going to add anything else just to say that we are grateful for being here with us and sharing so much with us. So you heard it all for yourself. You don't need to have a big following to get started. But once you get started and you put out the right content, you will develop the following, which will translate to money in your pocket. And so if you are serious about getting or building a second line of income on the digital platforms, get started. Just press record and let the world lead. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. I hope you had a good time. Don't forget to leave your feedback. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that every time new content comes up, you get notified, you get to follow the story as we develop, uh, develop it and develop ourselves. Thank you very much. Have a fabulous time.